0: I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate to fiver er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social but it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast where I am helping new and experienced real estate agents move away from feeling lost and overwhelmed by providing the structure, guidance, and systems needed to gain confidence, achieve their income and production goals, and gain back time with systematized business operations. And today's episode, I want to talk about a very important topic, which is what happens when your business... And life is out of balance and how to get back on track when it does. Now, this is not a problem that is specific just to real estate agents. Most entrepreneurs really struggle with finding a sense of work-life balance or integrating work and life in a way to where their days flow and they feel more ease with relationships with others and with themselves. And so what I want to talk about today is a little bit about why that might happen and how we can avoid it. Now, at least for me, when I left my corporate nine to five with my husband, Bryce, at the time we were dating, we were young professionals, and we saw very clearly that in order for us to create the life that we desired, we had to create our own path and go into business for ourselves. And real estate felt like a natural option for that, right? We craved freedom and flexibility. And I think most people getting into real estate expect that to be an option that is available to them. But what we found after getting into real estate was it was the most inflexible job we'd ever had because in those early years, those startup years are so hard. That startup hustle really requires so much time and so much energy, which is why I really want to pour back into the industry so much, because I remember not having a lifeline. I remember being paralyzed with overwhelm and that sense of busy work that never ended. And even after we had scaled our business and and implemented systems to a point to where we could kind of back off a little, it's hard to disconnect from startup mode. Even after you've not necessarily made it, but gotten to the place to where you can breathe a little, the moment you do, you realize that you've gotten used to a certain kind of pain, You've gotten used to a certain level of pain and friction, and as soon as that stops, you immediately start to feel guilty, or at least I did, because you feel as if you aren't working hard enough. Fast forward to 2020, we started growing our family, and we wanted to continue traveling. We wanted to be able to take vacations. Obviously, during 2020, there was the pandemic, but We knew that that wasn't going to be forever, and we wanted to continue growing and scaling our business and enjoying our lifestyle while going on adventures and living our lives and loving our family. And so the startup mode hustle culture just was not going to serve us in that. And that's when we got really curious about how to integrate work and life in a way that would support our hopes and dreams and goals, personally and professionally. I remember having a conversation with Bryce just a couple of years after we got into business together, and we were at a mastermind with our brokerage. And at the time, the brokerage was pretty small. It was a pretty small group of people, and we were talking about our visions and goals for the year. It must have been like right at the beginning of the year of 2016 or so. And I was sharing a little bit about what I really hoped to achieve and I remember Bryce looking at me like I was crazy. You know, I was talking about freedom and flexibility and yes, we should be able to grow our business to the point to where we can take off, we can go travel, we can grow our family, we can do this or that. And I saw very clearly what we wanted to enjoy and what we wanted to achieve, but Bryce was looking at me like Steph, who's gonna work <laughs> if we're not if we're not constantly available. 24 hours a day and always working with our clients and always looking for new clients how is our business going to be able to succeed and i and at the time i was looking back at him like well what do you mean <laughs> this is what systems allow us to do this is what delegation allows us to do and and over time we came to an understanding of listen when you're creating a real estate business or when you're creating any business for yourself you don't want to put yourself into a position to where you have become your worst boss and your worst employee, right? The the terrible boss that has completely unrealistic expectations and the employee who says they can meet them all but never ultimately ends up delivering. And I think that a lot of us as real estate agents end up finding ourselves in that position. And so let's talk about how to recognize the signs of when we find ourselves in this imbalance and then what we can do to get out of it. So, the first step to addressing any issue is just recognizing that there's a problem, right? It's just all too easy, especially in real estate, to get caught up in our careers and caught up in building our real estate business and then ultimately just neglecting our personal lives. And the weird thing about this business is, in the moment, time feels like it is just crawling, but the years go by really fast in real estate and so much time can bat- pass by where you are putting off personal goals and putting off those trips and adventures and putting off time that you should be spending with your family and suddenly you look up and and years have gone by where you have not honored those commitments now that's one thing but let's look at what other symptoms or signs we can be looking at here right other signs when we are experiencing a work life imbalance include burnout, relationship problems, and health issues. Now, to give you an idea of how this can happen, I can share, I can point to my past and share any one of, of 100 stories over the last nearly 10 years of being in business. But I will share that whenever I sense an imbalance occurring, a lot of times it tends to come in the form of me neglecting my health. Now, let me share kind of what that looks like. So for me, any time that I'm not taking the time to care for my well-being and take time to focus on my family, things start slipping. As soon as I start borrowing time away from my physical health, whether it's skipping the gym or out home workouts or maybe skipping my meditation practice, I know it's going to cost me so much more in the long run. My decision making gets a little slower, my focus gets more cloudy, And tasks, for me, end up taking a lot longer to complete. And then there's the guilt. Guilt creeps in when I think about what I should be doing, and it makes everything just take even longer and feel even harder. It's a vicious cycle. And I've learned not to worry at this point about what protecting my health will cost. Instead, I've learned that we need to be worried about what not protecting it will cost. In not taking time to recharge and refocus and reconnect, we become more susceptible to illness and injury, right? Your immune system starts taking a hit when you're eating junk and not moving your body. Obviously, we know this. And then you get sick. And what happens then? We start dropping the ball. We have to take time off of work anyways. And it's just so much harder and more complicated than if we had just taken the time to plan and designate a plan on how we want to fortify our health and protect our well-being in really busy seasons of business. So begin recognizing the signs. Is there a time when you start just kind of falling under the weather or getting sick? Or do you find that you start just kind of having more problems in your relationships and fights start occurring with those who matter to you more often? Or are you feeling that pull to go and explore and travel and indulge in life and then you're feeling the guilt or sadness or frustration at not being able to do that? Those are surefire signs that things are beginning to tip in the wrong direction. Now, you need to learn to recognize the issue. And I promise that every time you think you've corrected it for the last time, just know it's probably going to happen again. So truly, truly learn to recognize those signs and expect that sometimes we may fall into old patterns that lead to that imbalance happening again. But let's also talk about setting boundaries because it's crucial to establish clear boundaries between work and personal time to prevent that burnout and then maintain healthy relationships. One effective way to set boundaries is by prioritizing and making time for self-care, for hobbies, or other interests outside of work. And I know you're listening to this probably rolling your eyes like, Stephanie, I'm a real estate agent. Like, I need to be on call to my clients or else I'm going to lose them to the next most available real estate agent. Well, here's why we spend so much time helping real estate agents navigate this in the Market Authority Academy. You feel like you can't set boundaries when you're not giving your clients a compelling reason to hire you over your competition. When your entire selling point is being available to open doors or put a sign in the yard and that's all you have to offer, of course you are going to have challenges retaining clients when you take time off because you have not helped them understand what you do beyond just being available when they need you. Convenience is a great selling point, absolutely. And having great availability for your clients obviously matters in real estate. But at the end of the day, like we are not saving lives here. And I say that all the time, especially when it comes to real estate, we are not saving lives here. Emails can wait a little a little while. You can You can reject a call and get back to it later. I promise, even though it feels like in the moment, every decision, every move we make is going to make or break our next commission. And yeah, sure, sometimes it might. I promise for the vast majority of the time, things can wait long enough for you to get a 20-minute workout in or for you to take a walk around the block or for you to fix yourself a healthy lunch or make a call to a friend who needs you, right? So we want to allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to set boundaries with our clients, but you also want to make sure that you're taking the time to invest in the relationships that you have with your clients so they understand better why they should honor those boundaries. If you're teaching your clients to expect you to be available all the time, obviously boundaries are not going to work well, but if you teach them what your boundaries are and you give them a compelling reason to hold on tight and honor those boundaries, you're going to have a way easier time in helping those boundaries support your business. Now, this doesn't have to happen overnight, right? It's not like you're going to send an email to your entire database and say, hey, never call me after 6 p.m. You're going to hit the voicemail, right? Like, obviously, we're not going to be doing that. But this this takes time in onboarding your clients and how you set that relationship and then how you continue to set expectations going forward. So just as an example, my clients who are coming into my business, who come and find me and ask me to, to help them with their real estate needs, they already have a high level of that know, like, and trust factor because of how I have set up my business. So we are largely referral-based and organic social media um, leads-based, meaning people who come in to our business... Like, I'm not tricking them to work with me. They're seeking us out because they see me as an authority of our market. And that's ultimately the whole ethos behind the Market Authority Academy blueprint. But once they come in, it's my job to set expectations and teach them how to behave in that process to an extent. Obviously, I can't control everybody's choices and the way they choose to behave, But if I can give them some guidelines, again, we'll be way more successful. So that might look like having a buyer consultation or a seller consultation with every single client and explaining to them what my availability looks like and what happens when they reach out to me and they don't get an immediate response. Now, as long as I can set those expectations and then follow up and let my actions kind of back up what I told them to expect, we're all gonna be happy. Where clients have problems with us not getting back to them right away is when we're not setting the expectations or we are not consistent in how we respond in those situations. So here's a few steps that we can do to set and honor boundaries. Aside from setting the expectations and then helping support our clients through that process, number one we can schedule regular me time, right? We can schedule time so that we're not sporadically unavailable. And remember, three times a, ha- a week is a habit. And there's a great book that I highly recommend, um, particularly my those uh, females in this audience to listen to or to read. It's Tranquility by Tuesday by Laura Vanderkam. I also recommend I Know How She Does It by the same author. She's absolutely amazing in how she explains ways to integrate life and work. And one point that Laura makes in her books is three times a week is a habit. Now, particular, particularly in real estate, our weeks can be kind of all over the place, right? So sometimes we're really busy Monday through Friday. Sometimes it's all about the weekend and then we take time off during the middle of the week Right, But as long as we are setting time aside at least three times a week for a habit of supporting our health and well-being, that is going to do so much to serve us. And we can schedule that time regularly. So for me, time that I really am trying to protect these days is Wednesday mornings and on the weekends. I'm trying to take time on the weekends and Wednesday mornings to spend time with my family, to go to the gym or take some personal appointments that I might need to take, as long as I am scheduling it in the calendar and then just focusing on protecting and, and building my schedule around that, it's going to really help. It's when I try to be sporadic and do things on the fly, that's when I kind of run into trouble. Now, number two, once you've had that boundaries, once you set that time, communicate that not only with your clients, but also your loved ones. Right, So when you are committed to that time, let everybody know that that's the plan. Hey, I'm going to be unavailable on Wednesday from the hours of 8 to 10 a.m. Send me an email or text. It's totally fine. I will get back to you as soon as I'm back on. Right, Turn off your notifications. Just try it for a couple of weeks and assure yourself that the world will not burn down. (laughs) And then just learn to say no when you need to to protect your personal time. Right, So there are going to be some clients who are going to find this absolutely preposterous and want to steamroll over you and all of your hopes and dreams. It is okay to say no to those clients. I promise you can't afford, even if you feel like you absolutely cannot, I promise you can afford to say no to horrible clients who are going to take all of your time and energy. And in fact, the, the more we allow ourselves to say no to ill-fitting clients, the more we're allowing ourselves to say yes to great clients who are going to honor our boundaries. So again, I would challenge you and say, don't be afraid of what saying no to one client will cost you. Be afraid of what saying yes to that horrible client is going to cost you. Now let's get into strategies for delegating and outsourcing. So once we have kind of built in some time and built in some rituals and boundaries into our life, we've decided to honor and protect our well-being, um, the relationships that matter to us, and then we've set some time to actually be able to fulfill that promise. We can then start building everything else in our business around it. And that's where we look to strategies for delegating and outsourcing. Now, delegating and outsourcing tasks can be a game changer when it comes to finding balance. By offloading some of your workload to others, you can absolutely free up time for your personal life. You should never get into the real estate industry, assuming you are going to run the entire show. The expectation should never be that you do it all. And honestly, I get a little bit irritated um, when I hear that today, because even now, a lot of times people well-meaning people say, Steph, I don't know how you do it all. You manage so much. I kind of don't at this point. (laughs) I've taken a long, long time to delegate and outsource as much as I possibly can to technology. First, we always look to outsourcing as much as we can to technology and automate as much of our workload as we possibly can there. And then I'm very interested in hiring the right people onto my small but mighty team to support me. I cannot do half of what I'm able to accomplish these days without my amazing team. And any successful business owner will say the same. And you might say, well, Steph, that must be nice, but I can't afford to bring people on. Sure, that might be the thing now, but you should also understand that if you have goals of getting to a certain level of production in terms of, Revenue you're producing through GCI in terms of closing deals, in terms of clients. If you want to get up to a certain point in your business, you simply will not be able to get there until you hire the team that helps you close that much business. And I'm not saying you have to become a warm bodies recruiter agent. I'm not saying you have to bring on as many people as you can and start paying thousands and thousands of dollars each month in salaries. In fact, don't. Like like challenge yourself not to hire too soon. But you should recognize that if you want to be the business that is smashing through the income ceilings that you've been struggling to get past, you have to be the business that is run by a team of power partners that's going to get you there. I think this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see real estate agents make all the time is they assume that they can't invest in their business until they reach a certain milestone. And that is just simply not the case. They've got it backwards. Take it from me, take it from experience. I have been able to meet and exceed goals because I had the right systems in place and because I had the right people in my corner. Now, again, you don't need a giant team and you don't even need one person yet if you're not quite there. There is so much that you can begin to delegate and automate just by leveraging technology first, which is something that we preach in the Market Authority Academy. So here are some really good tips for identifying tasks that can be delegated or outsourced, and then later find the right people for the job. So the first thing that you wanna do is list all the tasks that you perform regularly and identify which tasks of those can be delegated. We love the IDEA framework that I created for this. IDEA is an acronym for identify, Document, execute, and automate. Identify is identify the workflow and the desired outcome. The smaller, more concise, the better. The, out, the, the, uh, the workflow here should not be something so broad as closing clients. Instead, it should be something along the lines of new buyer transaction or converting an Instagram lead right? You want a specific segment that happens in your client experience. You want to identify that and understand what a successful workflow there looks like. If we're talking about generating an Instagram client, what does that look like? Is it the first communication that you have with somebody who reached out to you via DMs and then a successful outcome is getting them onto a buyer consultation? That's a great example of that. From there, you go on to document. So document all the steps in that workflow. E is execute. So run it through a couple times in an experimental mindset and document, um, You know, take notes about what happens as you are executing those steps. And then you can get to the points where you automate. So once you have kind of a checklist of that workflow and all the steps and all the communications that happen during that time, you can then circle all the little items on your checklist of that workflow that can be automated. Emails and communications can be templated, right? There are so many different pieces that you can begin to leverage automation and technology to take some of it off, some of it off of your plates. So that is how we want to be implementing idea here. And remember, there are these different levels of automation in terms of how we can implement technology. So an obvious one is, like I said, templating communication, whether it be emails or scripts, having those templates handy so that you don't have to recreate the wheel every single time. In fact, I challenge you this week to identify one email that you do not already have templated. So the next time you go to send an email, take a minute and think, is there any world where I will send this exact same email again to a different client? If there is draft out the email, send it, and then go back in and save that as a template somewhere where you can find it later. And imagine doing that every week and having a whole template of, or a whole library rather, of email templates that you have at the ready. You can also use automation in terms of task management, right? So opening up a free account on Asana to help you manage different workflows and stay organized, You can leverage things like google drive to help you stay super clear and organized so that you can access everything you need right this doesn't have to be anything other than what you might already be doing to some degree but instead approaching automation and leveraging technology with a little bit more intention then once you have a lot of those workflows kind of dialed in you can then start to determine whether or not you need a part-time or a full-time assistant or if you need to bring in a transaction coordinator, or if having a showing assistant makes more sense. Now, I have my preferred process of what this looks like, of what the hiring process should be for real estate agents, but you know your business best, and I can give you suggestions along the way. Um, That's what I do for those in the Market Authority Academy, but it's really up to you. I say that the best um, sequence of hiring looks like bringing on a transaction coordinator first, And then looking to some admin help, whether that looks like a part-time or a full-time assistant, and then and only then looking to grow your real estate team with other agents. From there, you can really network with other agents to find reliable resources and recommendations for outsourcing. For me, my absolute favorite outsourcing um, partner is Reva Global. So Reva Global is the firm that we work with for our virtual assistants That is actually how we met our current full-time admin who has been with us for almost a year now. She's absolutely amazing. They are so great at finding candidates for whatever job you might have for your real estate admin needs, and they really help support you in that hiring process. They make the whole process so easy, and you get to choose whether or not you want to bring on somebody part-time or full-time. They take care of the entire process. I will have all the details for Re- for Reva Global in the show notes of this podcast episode. And if you mention that you were sent by me, they will give you a pretty sweet deal on your onboarding fees, and they are absolutely 1,000% worth it. And you will be shocked at how much time and energy you get back just by having a little bit of support from a well-trained assistant. Now, speaking of support, you might also want to look to your support system outside of that. Having a great support system is essential for both your personal and professional life. Whether it's a coach or a mentor or accountability partner, just having somebody in your corner so that you don't feel so alone in the process. Somebody who understands your challenges somebody who can offer guidance is absolutely invaluable. So really focus on building and maintaining relationships with others in the industry, but also find those who can really invest in your growth right back and support you along the way. This might look like attending networking events and conferences, right? We have met some of the best friends and colleagues in the industry just by attending networking events in real estate. You can reach out to other like-minded real estate agents for advice you can um, reach out to others to just strike up friend- friendly relationships so that you know that you have somebody who you can speak to who gets it and coaching and mentoring programs are great right this is a huge bonus of those who join the market authority academy we hand select those who we invite into the market authority academy to ensure that there's always a great fit mutually both ways And we really focus on a sense of, on cultivating a sense of community over competition. And the agents in the Market Authority Academy are incredibly supportive of each other. And what has resulted is a huge tight knit referral network. So referrals are getting passed in every week. And we actually had an amazing win that was shared from this recently from one agent who did receive and was able to pass over a referral. Lindsay recently shared this post in our private Facebook group. She said, thank you to this group for the advice, support, and more. And today, it's about the more because this group allowed Jenny Bell and me to connect, which resulted in a referral closing today. And also, me getting to meet a great couple, helping them to move from AZ, where Jenny Bell and this couple was from, to the Philadelphia area, which is where Lindsay is from. And she went on to say, so trust the members of this group. Know that they will treat your clients, friends, and family in a way that you would since we all work with similar methodology. I love to see more posts like this from others too. When I reached out to Jenny Bell about that, she said the referral network in this group is such a huge bonus that I didn't realize I would be getting with this mentorship. I felt completely confident referring a good friends of mine to a complete stranger because if she signed up to work with you, I knew what level of service she would provide. And with one referral, I paid with MAA. Thank you for all you do for us which was super sweet. And thank you, Jenny Bell and, Lin- and Lindsay for sharing that awesome experience. But that's happening every week. And being able not only to tap into referrals, but also to be able to just lean on support from other like-minded agents who are where you are in the process of growing your real estate business and who understand the challenges that come and stand in your way between where you are now and where you wanna get is absolutely invaluable. We know that one of the hardest parts of this journey is just the isolation. Like you feel very isolated when you're growing a business, especially if you don't have a a spouse or partner who's in it with you. I recognize that I was always really, really lucky to have Bryce with me every step of the way. I don't know if I could have done it without him. I'm going to say no. I probably couldn't have, but being able to have him to support me and cheer each other on and to watch each other in our own zones of genius and watch each other just crush goals together and separately has been so amazing but that doesn't mean that you can't go out and find that for yourself too in striking up these these great relationships and I think that that's going to be huge in terms of developing a support system for your success well there you have it those are just a few Concrete tactical ways that you can really help support yourself as you create a business and life you love. As I say, like it doesn't do much for us if we create a top producing real estate business that earns a ton of money and wins a bunch of awards if we're miserable and if we can't manage our money and if our relationships are falling apart and if our health is failing. What's the point, right? It's all about creating a business in life that we love. And that is my highest mission at this point, is helping other real estate agents be able to accomplish that. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking, dang, I want a piece of that, definitely check out the show notes of this podcast episode where you will find a link to book a call with me and my team to learn more about what we're up to in the Market Authority Academy and how you too can enlist the support and help that you need to create that business and life that you dream of, that you got into real estate for. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending a little bit of your time here today with me. Till next time, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of The Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.